Representations were received from two neutral powers, who, when the true relations of Fräulein Blumer and her employer were explained, appeared to have dropped the question rather hurriedly. Towards the end of 1915, some very remarkable telegrams were handed in at Malta. They were a meaningless jumble of words, and evidently a code, and it was decided that the sender was a woman who called herself Madame Marie Edviger de Popovich, a Serb, who had come to Malta for the state of her health. She looked astonishingly well for an invalid. Her flow of eloquence was reported to be extraordinary. Among her effects was found a Dutch dictionary in which certain words were underscored, and some of these words occurred in the telegrams. On probing the possibility of this dictionary providing a code, it was found that the messages that were to have been dispatched to a certain point in the Mediterranean detailed the sailing of steamers from Malta. It was decided to send her to England to be dealt with, and she was put on board HMS Terrible, together with two canaries, from which she refused to be separated. The voyage was stormy in more than one sense, and the captain did his best to placate his prisoner. But it was whispered that on one occasion, when he went to listen to her complaints about her rations, she flung a beefsteak full in his face. It was with this reputation that she came before us. On that occasion, three officers were present besides myself. The lady entered my room, calm but determined. She was one of the shortest women I have ever seen, and certainly the broadest. Sitting in the low armchair, her head scarcely reached to the top of the table. But it would have been a mistake I saw at once to treat her as negligible in any other respect. She spoke French. In the earlier stages of our interview, I was ce monsieur. At a later stage, I was ce maudit policeman. It was my rather searching inquiry into her reason for possessing an ancient Dutch dictionary that provoked the change. The difficulty was that when any question was put to her, she never stopped talking even to take breath. Her voice rose and rose until the very walls reverberated with it. I do not know what a welkin is, but I'm quite sure that if we had had one over our heads that morning, it would have been rung. Her excitement rose with her voice, and finding herself at the usual disadvantage in sitting in a low chair, she got up from it and came nearer and nearer, until her gesticulations began narrowly to miss our faces. There was a point at which one of the officers with me began unostentatiously to remove the paper knives, pens, rulers, and other lethal weapons that lay at my right hand, and to push them out of her reach. But she became at last so violent, and her hands were so nearly at the level of our faces, that we rose too, and as she advanced upon us, still talking, we gave way, until she was at the table and we were halfway to the door. As nothing would